everybody. Welcome back to It's the Little Things podcast. Super stoked to have my next guest, Riley, here. I have literally been like waiting to message her and be like, hey, girl, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> so today's the day, and I'm super excited. Yeah. So, Riley, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, my name's Riley. I am a sophomore at Moorhead. I'm in my first semester of the nursing program, actually. It's very tough. <laughs> very, very tough. But I actually cheered at Moorhead my first two semesters here. But that's super I'm engaged cool. engaged now. So. <laughs> yes, I was actually about to say that. I was like, that's kind of how I, like, found you. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you're engaged. Yes. I just love <laughs> the group of girls at Better Life that are all, like, engaged. It's yes. so cute. Engaged and married. Yes. Um, but so... Why don't you tell us a little about your, like, testimony? So, it's very long. But (laughs) it started about four years ago. I was in a relationship with a guy for about two years. And it started off perfect, as a relationship does. But then it quickly turned very toxic and very, like, abusive. Mm -hmm. And so I went through that for about two years. Found out he cheated on me. And that's why I ended it when I should have ended it way before it even started. Mm -hmm. But that's just kind of how it goes but um so I broke up with him and then without like being like hey like I need help like I need to heal from this I immediately got into another relationship and -hmm. in this relationship the guy um introduced me to partying so I turned like I started to like drink and that kind of stuff and I noticed that like if I get drunk I don't feel like the pain and stuff that I've been through so Mm -hmm. I was like awesome like this is how I'll cope with it Mm -hmm. so I eventually just started like burying and like stuffing everything that I had been through and I was like just not gonna like acknowledge it if I don't look at it it doesn't see me I can't like feel that kind of thing so I started drinking started doing that stuff and I was like well this is like bad like I know that I'm not supposed to be doing it but you know Mm -hmm. so he also ended up cheating on me so I was like well breaking up with you and then that's kind of when like the healing started to happen Mm -hmm. and that we broke up towards the end of my first semester here So, um, I started healing in that and then I went to church once at Better Life in Mm -hmm. November and then I just got busy with like cheer and finals and that type of thing. So then I went home for, um, like Thanksgiving, Christmas break because we Mm -hmm. got off in like November for Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That was the best. I I know. know. I wish we could do that again. (laughs) I'm like waiting for Thanksgiving break and I'm like, oh, I have to go back. I know. (laughs) That's how I am too. But then, so I went home for that and then that's when I was like, I know people who, like, know Jesus, like, they feel good about themselves, and they Mm -hmm. know everything, and, like, I had gone to church my whole life, I knew who Jesus was, I knew he died on the cross, like, but I wasn't, like, like, I wasn't a follower, basically, like, I knew who he was, I was very lukewarm and that type of thing. But I had asked for, like, a devotional from Altered State, because mm-hmm. they have, like, the cutest ones. Yes, It's just, they like, do. a daily thing that yes. you just, like, go through. So I asked for one of those, got one of those, and then um, came back to Moorhead, did that, like, every morning, and that's basically it. Mm-hmm. But then, one night, I had a really good friend. Her name's Allie. She was in Cayo, but she's at the Cumberlands now. <laughs> but she... Um, she was, like, super Christian. Like, she went to church a lot. Like, her only music she listened to was, like, K-pop and, like, or Christian music. So she asked me one day, we were actually at a party that night, but she asked me the next day, she was like, do you want to go to church? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> so then that was February 21st, and I think that was when I, like, was like, wow, like, I've really been living my life wrong, because that day was when Pastor Daniel, he was in his third, like, um, week of the Relationship Goals series, mm-hmm. and it was, like, basically, like, the relationship with yourself, mm, and yeah. it was, like, talking about people-pleasing, and I remember, like, at the end of his sermon, he was, like, close your eyes and, like, picture God looking at you right now Mm -hmm. and like in my head like God was just like 
crying because of like how like depressed and like full of anxiety and that type of stuff because mm-hmm. I'd also like developed an eating disorder oh, wow, like yeah. over this time and I was just like very very broken and very like just down about myself mm-hmm. and I lost it yeah like, I was bawling my eyes out in church I like looked at my friend and I was like <laughs> I was like, why am I crying right yeah. now? <laughs> so then um, we left church. Also, that Sunday was the first time I saw Mason. He was playing keys. I was like, Piano Boy's kind of cute. <laughs> I was like, but I don't know his name. So I can't think about it. But they also promoted college night there. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be the week before, but that week was like when we were like all out of class because it was like snow and ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were supposed to have it the week before, but they pushed it a week. Wow. Yeah. So if I, awesome. like, if they had it that week before, like, I never would have met Mason. Right. I never would have known about college night. Yeah. Like, so, um, I talked to my friend after church that day and she was like, it's completely normal to cry in church. Yeah. And I was like, I thought church was supposed to be like a happy place. Like, mm-hmm. Praise Jesus and, like, all this. Yeah. And then um, she was like, no, that's actually normal. She was like, the Holy Spirit's just so, like, heavy and, like, so close in church that it just, like, touches you in, like, a different way. Right, yeah. So um, I ended up going to college night that next, like, Wednesday Mm because I asked my friends. I was like, do you want to go? I was like, I don't know what it is. They said there's going to be free food. I'm like, we're broke college kids. (laughs) Might as well go. Yeah. So we went, and it was actually funny because we had gotten out of practice before then. Mm-hmm. And then um, I took a shower really quick and, like, got ready. And it was one of those days where, like, all my leggings were dirty because laundry <laughs> in the dorms is the worst thing Yes, ever. it really it's is. horrible. Yes. Jeans just weren't looking right. So I threw on, like, a cute little skirt and, like, a sweater. And my friends were like, why are you so dressed up for this? <laughs> and I jokingly, I was like... My soulmate might be there. You never know. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. That's were, so like, cute. like, in Moorhead, I was like, probably not. <laughs> I'm like, That's you've so never funny. Done. Yeah, it was so funny. So we went, and then it was awesome. I had such a good time. Mm-hmm. And then... um that's when they had said Mason's name, like, at the very beginning. I, like, made a mental note. I was like, I'm going to look him up after this. <laughs> so um, I did that, and then he messaged me. It was, like, this whole thing. But, I mean, it just happened. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He found me on Snapchat, too, and I was like, you're, like, a stalker because my Snapchat username is not my name, and it's also nowhere on my Instagram. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So he, like, stalked me after that. But if also that wouldn't have happened, I never would have, like, gotten more into like Jesus and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. I would had been going to church I went to college night but like I didn't have a bible right I ended up ordering a bible like later on and like I go through that like almost every day now and like I have the app on my phone but like I never like learned about who Jesus said I was mm-hmm. as a person like and I was still at this time super broken super depressed like healing from everything else and then I finally hung out with Mason and like on the second time we hung out he was like you're damaged aren't you I was like, is it that obvious? <laughs> I was like, I thought I had, like, stuff. It's been four years. I thought I was pretty good now. Yeah. And then he was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. So he ended up, like, taking all that out of me. And, like, he was the first person I ever, like, opened up to about, like, hey, I've been through all of this. Just because, mm-hmm. like, I thought, like, if I admitted to everything, then that made it reality. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want that to be who I was. Yeah. But he was like, sometimes God, like, puts people through things because then they can use that, like, as a platform. Mm. yeah mm-hmm. so I was like well that's tough because I don't want to talk about it yeah but here I am so, yeah <laughs> um but he like just like worked with me and like like it was every day too like I felt bad for him like I was like <laughs> crying I was like here I am stuffing it down and then four years later I'm like it's reopening and I feel yeah. like everything's happening again and he was just like very patient and very calm and he was like you're fine it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. read the bible read what God has to say about you read who he says you are and I was like okay so I've been working on that a lot. And then also, like, 
I still like have anxiety attacks sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, I call Brandon Sparks, you know, Brandon, Yes, he is awesome. And he just like somehow knows exactly what to say. And he's just like always there. And he's like, you know, like, I don't know why I feel like I need to say this, but here it is. Oh, like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I needed to hear. Yes. He is, he is awesome. So it's just like kind of been like very bad. And then I was stuffing it and then very bad again. And now I'm like on the uphill yes. of everything. But I definitely feel like I'm healing. Finally. Yes. And that never would have happened if it wasn't for like going to church and like Mason introducing me to like everything that I actually am. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. Your story a lot reminds me of just how our relationship with God is like a slow moving thing. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of times for me, I just want like quick results and I'm yeah. like, okay, I just want to be fixed and better now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a slow process. And sometimes it's frustrating cause you're like, yeah. all right, like I believe in you, but like, can I feel better now? Mm-hmm. Like, can I just be healed again? And but it's just so cool that how important like community has been around your life yeah, and your important. testimony. And I think that's awesome that you have so many people that you can go to for that. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It's definitely not something I've been used to. Cause like I said, like when I started dating that guy, like I had like the same group of friends, like the mm-hmm. second guy I dated and they all partied. I was like, okay, like if I go, like I'll at least have them. So they were very much, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Do you want to go to this party? Do you want to come over to my house and right. do this? I'm like, yeah, but, like, now I have these friends that are, like, hey, do you want to come over and listen to Elevation's new album? <laughs> I'm, like, yes, I would love to. Yes. Like, do you want to come to Love is Red with us? Like, do you want to, like, go see Elevation's? Um, they had, like, a live recording, like, over fall break that we went to. No way. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that just reminds me of also how, I mean, I was talking about this the other day, how important it is to have people in your life. Mm-hmm. The people you hang out with is so important. And even if you're, like, Oh, yeah, they do that stuff. I'm not like that. I used to be like that. And I've been like that, too. And I'm just like, that's not the case. Because my mindset is completely different when I'm around people that, like, you know, go crazy and, like, aren't encouraging me to be in the Word versus people that are like, hey, like, we should do a Bible study. Or, hey, like, you want to do this with me? Or I just, I love that a lot, how it just is so important. And because a lot of times I feel like that makes me weak. I'm like, why am I relying so much on the people around me to help me? Uh But that's not, doesn't make you weak. That makes you strong, realizing that you're able to do that. So I really like that a lot. Yeah, it's like that kingdom community. We were at Love is Red, and they were talking about, like, creating friendships and creating families within, like, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just realized, I was like, why? Well, like, I have that. Like, I've never had that before. Like I said, like, and I was always that person, like, early in high school, I was like, I'm never going to drink. I'm never going to go to parties. Like, like I'm never going to, like, smoke. I'm never going to, like, drink and drive. Like, I don't drink and drive. Right. Never <laughs> like, that's awful. <laughs> but um, I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I know that's bad. Like, I know I shouldn't be doing that. I know that can ruin your life. But then here I was two years later doing all that because I had been through so much that I just felt like that was what's going to help me. Right. Which, spoiler alert, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that I've really thought about recently a lot is how hard, because for me, like, my love language and everything is, like, touch. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually, funny story, I'm actually all of the love languages, but touch (laughs) is a big one for me. Um, It's one of the biggest ones. But, um... One of the biggest things for me is, like, 
sitting down and being like, okay, I know you're there, but like, can you put like a hand on my shoulder? Can yeah. you, can you touch me? Can you tell I'm like, clingy, yes, <laughs> I'm like, can you give me a hug, dude? Cause I'm really needing it right now. <laughs> but, um, but obviously he can't do that. So putting, wrapping that around that it's yeah. not something tangible that you can like have. Right. And that's, what's hard about this world is there's so many tangible things that we can grasp that mm-hmm. make us feel better at the time, yeah. but in the long run, they're not it. And that's, what's so crazy to think about is it's actually the tangible things that, don't don't make us feel right like that anymore and so I think that's really cool to think about just it it sucks sometimes because honestly I'm like I'm crying and like I'm upset and like can you give me a hug can you yeah. just comfort me and tell me I'm okay but sometimes it's just kind of wrapping your mind around that he's there like just tell yourself he's there he is there I know he's there I might not be able to feel him I might not be able to see him but I know he's yeah. there and that's such a big thing too because I feel like people like start to get involved with Christianity and they start to pray and they start to like think that kind of stuff but then they're like but I can't feel him mm-hmm. and the truth is you won't feel him all the time mm-hmm. which is sucks but like sometimes I wish he could just come sit down with me and just like put his arm around me and yes it's gonna be okay yes like, but I know that that's not possible but mm-hmm. then you like open your bible and you're like he's here like right. he's with me all the time yes. and like he says I'm beautifully and wonderfully made and like right. like all of this stuff mm-hmm. I'm like oh, that's pretty cool yeah I love that a lot I like I say that all the time, but I love that a lot. And, um, but I really just love the concept of actually just being like, just because I know a lot of times this isn't talked about at all, like mm-hmm. how hard it is to have faith when you yeah. can't see him or feel him. Yeah. Because it's just like, just have faith. Like, yeah. Just have faith that he's there. And I'm like, I do. But at the same time, I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I don't, like you said, like, I want you to sit down and, have coffee with me and tell me about all this. And, but that's, what's so great thinking about how this is not permanent where we're at right now. Like this isn't our permanent home. And I saw this quote or something on a t-shirt the other day that said like, this isn't my home. I'm just recruiting people for my real home or something like that. And I was just like, that's so true because right now I'm so worried and so focused on like the stuff I'm going through now. And like, I need help now. But that's not the case because right mm-hmm. now what I'm going through, like you said, gives me a platform to help mm-hmm. people and to like sh- share what I'm going through. And it is hard to talk about. Yeah. But honestly, showing that it's so hard and showing that it's because honestly, for me, sometimes when I hear people talking about stuff, I'm like, oh, you seem fine. Like yeah. you seem like you didn't even like like it obviously didn't affect you as much as it's affecting yeah. me. But I'm like, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Because when you are able to talk about something, sometimes that doesn't mean you're completely healed from it. Like, right. I know some of the stuff I've been through myself, like, sometimes I can talk about it, not a tear in my eye. And then sometimes Dang. I'm full bawling. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so tore up about this. Yeah. And it's just kind of the time of day. And it doesn't mean I'm completely healed from it. It just means, like, he's still working. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, like that's like a big thing for me because Mason told me before I left, like I went to the church because I just came home today, but mm-hmm. um, I went to the church. He wanted leaves from Maysville, so I couldn't <laughs> bring him that. But he told me, I was like, are you ready for your podcast? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, don't cry. I was like, I'm not going to cry today. <laughs> I was I'm like, not- I'm good today. Yeah. I'm like, but if you ask me next week, I might cry. Yeah. No, I love that a lot because literally last week's podcast, I like cried on camera and I was like oh my gosh that's so embarrassing but then I was like literally talking about vulnerability and I'm like Mm -hmm. that's not embarrassing at all Mm -hmm. so um because I've always hated crying like Mm -hmm. on the field like if I got hurt like if I cried you knew something was wrong because my dad would come running out there and be like what the heck is going on (laughs) but I just never cried and after I got my concussion because of my concussion it made me more emotional Mm -hmm. and I've realized like um and it was like a chemical imbalance in my head. So it wasn't even something that I was yeah. like could control sometimes. 
But then sometimes I realize, like, that's just all the years I've built up this emotion of me not wanting to cry and not crying. And then all of a sudden I'm, like, crying all of it at one time. And I'm like, wow. Like, I'm really feeling it now. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's a big reason why when Mason first, like, drug everything out of me and was like, just tell me what you've been through and, like, all this, why it was so hard for, like, Mm -hmm. such a long time. Because, like you said, I had, like, stuffed it down and it was just, like, built up emotions that I hadn't let out yet. Yeah. And I cried uncontrollably right for so many days in a row like my eyes were swollen every time I woke up like headaches yeah oh my gosh yeah I know it almost feels like it almost feels like it's never gonna get better and you're Mm -hmm. gonna be sad forever but I know for me it feels so much better to talk about it Mm -hmm. like so much and it sounds so cliche but I promise it feels so much better and like the crying is overwhelming sometimes I'm like I don't want to cry but I'm like it's so crazy how once you actually start talking about this stuff and you actually mm-hmm. get it off your chest, you're actually able to then start healing. Yeah. But the whole time you're pushing it down, you're not able to heal ever. And you're never able to actually fully, completely accept what God is trying to do in your life if mm-hmm. you're not willing to let him help you. Yeah. And so, like, for me, when I shut down my emotions, that's me saying I don't need help. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, no, I need you to break down. And yeah. I think that's 100% why he has, like, put me in the situation I'm in because he's like oh you need something to stop your world mm-hmm. you need something to shake you up a little so that yeah. you can like feel what I'm trying to do in your life yeah. and like I really I've told my dad 100% like I never think if I would have never been through what I've been going through recently like I don't think I would have been able to stop and be like holy crap you've been trying to work in my life this whole time yeah <laughs> like you've been literally just shining this light on me for so long and I've just been blinded by it and now all of a sudden I'm like holy crap, you're talking to me. Yeah. You're not talking to the people around. Like, you're talking to me. Yeah. So I really like that a lot. That mm-hmm. it kind of just reminds me of, like, breaking down is important in the healing process. And, like, and it's, and I know, like, crying is seen as, like, a girly thing. Mm-hmm. But I really think it's honestly not at all. Because when you think about it, like, in the Bible, so many men cried. Jesus himself wept. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's not a girly thing. It's, it's an emotional thing. It's you just need to let it out so that you're able to actually heal from mm-hmm. what you're going through. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too. A lot of people think that like God's just this person that only heals and he does heal, but he has to like break you first. Like he has to be like, you need to realize this. You need to like own up to like, this is what you've gone through. These are some things you've done, but like, I'm still here. Like right. I still love you. And like when he calls you to something, he already considers who you are as a person. So, like, he already knows who you are. He knows what you've been through. He knows what you've done. He knows what you're going to do. He knows what you're going, like, to go through and stuff. But he still, like, meets you into that place that you're at. And he says, like, let's go. Like, I still have your hand. Like, I'm still with you every step of the way. And so. Yeah. He's just, I don't know. He's good. <laughs> I know. He's, he's so good. And sometimes it's hard because I just want to, just like when you get in an argument with, like, your parents. And you mm-hmm. just want to, like, sometimes you just want to yell. And you're just yeah. like, stop. You don't know better than me. Like, I don't care how old you are. You, you don't know better than me. Yeah. And then I'm like, later on, I'm like, oh my gosh. And dad, don't take this. Don't put this to your head. Cause I know it's going straight to your head right now. <laughs> but my mom. <laughs> I know I'm like, don't listen to this part. But like, they do know better. Mm-hmm. They've experienced much more than we have. And yeah. for the, for one thing, God has literally been here since day one before day one even mm-hmm. was a thing. And so he has, all knowledge, all experience, and yeah. we're going to sit here and, like, read the Bible and be like, whatever, I'm going to do this my own way. Like, yeah. I'm not going to break down. I'm not going to let you right. – I'm not going to let you break me. And I'm like – and the thing is, is, like, I've never seen him as being this, like, evil, 
Like, oh, yeah. you're doing this to me just to just to get under my skin. Like, no. He's literally doing this to benefit you. And that's just like when parents would, when you do something wrong and they discipline you. It's the same concept, but yeah. on a much greater scale. And so I just am like, you know what? You're right. Like, you're punishing me because you're wanting me to see the bigger picture. And mm-hmm. because we're so immature, like, as humans, obviously, like, we're just unable to see, like, the bigger picture on, like, why he's doing what he's doing. And I mm-hmm. just love that. Yeah. That's, like, it reminds me of my mom. When I was little, I used to, like, make little, like, YouTube videos, like, vlogs on my iPod. Like, there was one time I put, like, a um, flower in my hair on my front porch and said I was in Hawaii. <laughs> and I, like, begged her and begged her and begged her to let me start a YouTube channel. And she was like, no, no. And I got so mad at her. But looking back now, I'm like, it's a good thing you didn't let me do that <laughs> because those videos would be out there forever and I'd be so embarrassed. Yes. And that's, like, the same thing with God. Like, he's not ever going to be, like, He's not ever going to tell you no on something that would have benefited you in the long run. Right. And, like, I feel like, like, with my mine and Mason's relationship, if he had come into my life six months earlier, we would have been broken up by now. Right. Because I wasn't willing to, like, let anyone into my life like that. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't willing to, like, be healed yet, which is stupid of me. But, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for any of that right. yet. So. I've, all, I've thought about that, too. The mm-hmm. whole concept of, like, what you're going through is... Like, if this would have happened to me, blah, 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 how many years ago or months ago, like, I would have treated it very differently. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy to think how he specifically places situations in our lives, like, at a certain time. And so I, it's, it's so crazy how he has everything planned out because Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like it's like, oh, it's one thing after the other. Like, why am I going through this and this and this all next to each other? But it's, there's a reason behind it. Like, he's like, oh, I'm putting you through the ringer right now so that when you do go through something, like, just a little bit worse, you're going to be like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah. Like, this this is nothing to me. Like, I've already been through something much worse yeah. than this, and I can handle this, and I'm going to, like, God's going to help me through this. Yeah, it's such good timing all the time. And, like, like I said, with, like, college and I was supposed to be the week before, but if it was the week before, I wouldn't have known about it. Right. So I never would have went. Like, it's such, like, perfect timing. And, like, you can never, ever, 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 ever convince me that it's not his timing and his plan and, like, his will for our lives because it works out so perfectly with our life. Like, that's another thing, too. I wasn't even going to come to Moorhead. Oh, like, wow. I had I'd applied to Moorhead, been accepted to Moorhead, but I also applied to Kentucky and been accepted to Kentucky but I was going to try out for cheerleading there. Mm-hmm. And I did try out, but that's a long story. <laughs> Anyways, their coaches ended up getting fired like a few months before I was trying out. And they mm-hmm. got a new coach. And they kind of wanted nothing to do with their previous coaches just because of like the reasons they got fired. Mm-hmm. And so I worked for one of the coaches for like two years. Like I cheered on his all-star team in Lexington. Mm-hmm. And then I coached alongside of him. So I convinced that's why I didn't make it. She told me my claps were too low. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. But, like, if I had gone to Kentucky, like, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I wouldn't have gotten saved. I wouldn't have gotten baptized. I wouldn't have, like, known about better life. I wouldn't have known Mason. I wouldn't know the friends I have right now. Right. Like, there's just so many things. And, like, at that time, I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, why am I not good enough? Why did I not make it? And, like, now I know that, like, if I would have been there, I never would have been here. Right. So. I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. I It's so crazy. I know Tate and I talked about this, too, but how, like, like you said, like he placed you in this specific time in this specific place mm-hmm. for a reason. And 
it's crazy to me thinking about like Moorhead, Kentucky. That's such a random yeah. small place. Yeah. But it has made such an impact on me that never in a million mm-hmm. years would I have gotten in Texas or Arkansas or yeah. anywhere I've lived. And so I just it blows my mind that such a small place had such a huge impact on me. Yeah. Like such a small place has such an amazing church like Better Life that blows my mind. Yeah. Because like at worship night, he was like places aren't doing this anymore and I'm like I would have never had this if I was going to church in Texas like none of the churches I've been to have ever been like this and I literally like just is like oh my gosh I could not have had a better church and like group around me during anything I've been going through the past Mm -hmm. like year and a half so it just like blows my mind that it's so particular he's so particular about what you do and what you're going through yeah like it's it literally blows my mind because like then I think about like um if I had even started cheerleading in the first place, would I have been at Moorhead? Would I have, like, decided to go to UK either way? Like, would I have just gone to community college in my hometown? Like, so, like, back even, like, in third grade when I started cheerleading, he was already, like, working me up to meeting my future husband and working me up to, like, getting to know him and, like, all this stuff. Even when I was eight years old. Right. Playing Webkins, like, <laughs> with my American Girl dolls and, like, that kind of thing yeah and like he works like so early like even before then like I think it's so crazy my mom didn't find out what I was like when she was pregnant with me she didn't know if I was a boy or girl but my brother like made me a -A build-a-bear that was a blue and white like cheerleader and I'm like so even before then I'm like you knew I was gonna be a cheerleader and you knew that's the reason I was gonna end up in Moorhead and end up in better life and end up like sharing like my testimony like opening up about all this stuff so like I just think it's so awesome how like even from day one he's like this is the plan I have for you yes I love that. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot. Okay, so before we have to close out, I, we didn't get the chance to ask you the big question here um, because we kind of got carried away. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big question is, I kind of feel like I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Okay. So is there somebody or something that has made such a difference in your life and like how have you been able to use them to help your relationship with Christ? Mm. I would start with obviously Mason yes. because he is the one who was like, Hey, read this. And like, right. just handed me the Bible. And like, he was to me Bible verses every day, but then he, well, it started with better life, better mm-hmm. life introduced me to him. And then he introduced me to like Brandon and Tate and like Caleb and Caleb Hall and like all them, like Audrey and them. And like, that's the reason I continue. And like Josh and Sadie, I didn't want to leave anybody. Else. <laughs> but um, Me and Sadie actually have the same birthday and we met like a few months ago when she first started dating Josh. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're like the same person. But like he, so like I went to better life and then that opened me up to Mason. And then Mason's the one who like really like allowed me to branch out mm-hmm. and like meet all these different people and like them further, like put confidence in me. And then like me be like, okay, like they said this, so, like maybe I should go read about this in the Bible and like see what that says. And like, yeah. It's just, like, funny how it works. So, like, I stepped foot into Better Life one day, and then, like, here I am now. Just yes. a few months ago, too. Yeah, I love that a lot. Just God's perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a simple concept. And if you don't, if you don't, if you're not in the Word, you're not going to understand how right. perfect it is. Because right. literally, just not even with our lives, but in the stories in the Bible, it's insane how particular He is about every. thing he does and so Mm -hmm. I just I think it's so amazing just staying in the word and being able to read these amazing stories because Mm -hmm. no matter how many times you read them you're going to learn something new every time like the other day Adam and I were watching a movie and he was like every time I watch it was Moneyball by the way and every time he's like every time I watch this I learn something different and I'm like what a cool concept because every time I read the bible 
it applies to a different part of my life. Right. And so I'm like, regardless, if I read the same verse over and over again yeah. in different days, it's going to mean something completely different to mm-hmm. me. So the Bible is never going to get boring because right. constantly yeah. I'm changing, the world's changing, and my life is changing, and so it's never going to it's never gonna change. Yeah, that's so good. Because there was one time I, like, sometimes randomly I'm, like, praying and, like, a Bible verse gets, like, put in my head. I'm like, I've never read this. Like, I don't know what it says. But then I look it up and it applies so perfectly to my life. Mm-hmm. And then, I'll, like, I'll send it to Mason and he'll be like, well, what did you take it as? I'm like, what it, what it says. <laughs> and I'm like, but it, like, applies this way. He was like, oh, well, that's cool because I, like, read it and it applied this way. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just so good because, like, if you take the same verse and you show it to, like, ten people in a room, they're all going to have, like, different, like, relations in their life to that verse. Right. And it's just so good. That's awesome. It's so good. That's so good. Well, I'm super happy to have you on here, and I was, was so, so stoked, and <laughs> I'm so glad you were able to be here. Um, thank you so much for coming. Of course, thank you for And I'm super excited. I've never met Mason before, so oh, definitely awesome. Wednesday, college night. Yes. I will be meeting him because okay, you speak very highly of him. And so I think I need to meet him. He's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you everybody for watching and listening. Um, I'm so glad because it's finally starting to get cold, which means Christmas is coming around and Christmas oh, is like, up. Oh, of course. <laughs> my um, tree was up before Halloween. <laughs> That's a secret though. <laughs> but I'm super glad for the Christmas season coming, but everybody just remember, check on your buddies, love on them and just, um, be a light for the Lord at everything you do and be the reason so many smiles. Y'all have a great day and a great rest of the week. Bye.